Words aren't my jam. I know how to count. Hey everyone, welcome to Spillin' TV the podcast. I'm Tyler, and on this episode, I'm going to be talking about Utopia Falls, season one, episode four, titled Run This Town. Episode 4 of Utopia Falls Run This Town was written by Alejandro Alcoba, who's also done the screenplay for the Carmilla movie. Um, They also wrote episode 9 of Utopia Falls, and they were the story editor for Degrassi Next Class. Um, This episode was directed by Suds Sutherland again, like I mentioned last time. He did both these episodes. Um, And also, Run This Town is a song by Jay-Z featuring Rihanna. So, um, one thing I want to address is that last time I kept calling, uh, the Tribunal and Authority uniforms outfits. Uh, in hindsight, I realized that there is a, there, there was a word to describe what I was talking about and the word was uniform, but, uh, I forgot it. Also, I guess that they have more than one, like the, like the kids have more than one jumpsuit because Bodhi is like definitely wearing a jumpsuit with like cut off sleeves this time. You know, still gray for reform, but the sleeves are cutoffs. Also, the wind is like really uh, whipping around outside. There's definitely weather conditions happening, but like I don't even pay attention to the weather anymore because I'm not going outside. So I truly like does it even matter? I don't know. I don't know how I started the podcast off topic, but you know I'm reeling myself in, and the episode begins with the people that. I care about in Snoop Dogg's cave and when I say the people that I care about I mean all of the kids minus tempo um and everyone's kind of inquiring about the archive and like how how they came across it and like maybe is this a setup and they're trying to weed them out or something because they just think it's too coincidental that they stumbled upon this archive the same night that they were sent that invitation for the secret party outside the city limits it's just too much of a coincidence but Brooklyn is you know kind of leading into it and so she's the first one that actually looks something up using the archive and of course she asks about fashion so Sage is still skeptical about this whole thing and she's kind of wondering like so you don't plan on telling the authorities about this because really her main concern is that she doesn't want the authorities to find out that they knew about this like without telling them first because this can have bad like repercussions for not only them but also their families and like Sage is like really family oriented um and then Max says it's not illegal if you don't get caught which is when I found out that like it is like illegal to own relics of the past like I don't really know if I thought of them as having like real laws like I don't know I was about to say (laughs) I was about to make a comparison to like a law but I don't know if I can name one law that's real bad oops I shouldn't have said that but anyway uh tempo pops up out of nowhere and um they're kind of talking to him about this whole thing and they're like oh you knew about this and you're cool with it and he's like of course I'm not but I'm not gonna snitch on Aaliyah and then Snoop Dogg chimes in and says snitches get stitches and I mean he's not wrong So, um, we proceed to have this, like, 
quick cut sequence where Mags and Bodie are doing like the kid and play. Sage is braiding Brooklyn's hair. Apollo is learning about graffiti and everyone is like hip hop dancing. So then uh, they're walking through. I don't actually know where they're at. They're like walking and Mags calls Beyonce Bonance. And Aaliyah's like, who? Um, and so then he's like, you know, the single lady. And then he like proceeds to do the single lady's dance. And um, the group ends up getting like really distracted because they see their faces like blown up on full screen on these monitors that are like promoting the exemplar and the candidates of it. So then we have like the little opening credits or whatever. And then we flash over to the group practicing their dance for this upcoming group performance. The group consists of Aaliyah, Bodie, Tempo, Mags, Sage, and Brooklyn. So, you know, the usual suspects. And um, to say the least, the dance is not polished. Maybe that's generous. It's like not good. Like it's really all over the place. Um, Real shaky, not great, dry. And then... (laughs) (laughs) they like sit down because it's kind of like they're in like trouble and um mentor chapter is the one like overseeing the rehearsal and he's like so this is like a conversation and what do you think about it and then Leah called it whack but then she had to take it back because that's not a word that they use so she had to like fix it up and call it rough instead um it's also important to note that Apollo is missing from this rehearsal. Like, he's part of the group and should be there, but he isn't. Um, And then Mentor Chapter asks them if they even like the performance that they're doing. And he tells them how um, the, the spirit of the performance is, like, really what sells it to the crowd. Like, yes, it should be good and, like, technical or whatever. But the spirit behind it is also, like, what gets the crowd rooting for you. And um, he's referencing a former exemplar candidate that actually went on to win the whole thing because of the spirit of his performance and it like changed the 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 exemplar forever or whatever and so then sage is like you want us to change the competition forever and can i just say this hmm foreshadowing so they kind of get back up and try to just run the routine again or whatever but there's a lot of tension in the band here because they don't really know how to fix it, and Tempo is, like, taking charge, even though nobody put him in charge. Um, and Aaliyah, being Aaliyah, like, tries to defuse the situation um, and suggests that maybe they take a quick lunch break and then, like, you know, reconvene. So, Aaliyah and Tempo, Aaliyah? Mm, Aaliyah and Tempo discover that Apollo is not in his room um, because they went to check on him, see if maybe he was still sleeping, and that's why he missed the rehearsal. But they go to his room and he's not there. So um, they kind of just assume that he's probably still in the archive. Tempo wants to go like check and find him or whatever. But Leah says that there's no time. And if he's there, he'll just have to catch up later. So we flash over and um, Gerald is walking into his home to find Phydra sitting there in a chair staring blankly ahead of her. Just like a creep. Like she's just staring blankly Gerald's not there so she's just in his home by herself just staring and like Phydra might be a serial killer like honestly that felt like a serial killer tendency I'm not gonna lie to you also I really want to like know what's that outside of these 
homes look like and I say homes like really shakily because I kind of don't even know because I really never paid attention to it like at the academy like they like the kids just have rooms but like when they where they come from you know back in their homes what did the homes look like because it's like when Gerald walks in you can see through a window and there's like a little bit of nature out there some plants and stuff but it's like what's this setup I would like to know I would like to see it so we leave Gerald's place and we head back over to the academy and the group's practicing their stale routine again, but then Brooklyn throws in a little, you know, hippity hop move and everyone kind of gets into it and they're like, oh, maybe we should, you know, spice it up. But Tempo, obviously Tempo, doesn't want to rock the boat with the new moves because, well, tradition or whatever. But Aaliyah's like, maybe we can compromise and just incorporate a few new moves to spice it up just a little bit um and while this is like happening and they're trying to like get into like the new moves and get the steps down we see like mentor chapter looking on like approvingly of the group so before we cut back over to uh fire and gerald there actually is this like i don't know how to describe it like it's like animated and that doesn't feel right it's like a quick cut of what new Babel like looks like I'm assuming but like it's like an animated thing but it's not animated because it's not moving it's like a picture but it's like not real they didn't like actually like build this location or whatever but anyway we see it and it's like um kind of looks like like apartment complexes and some green area and truly I did not notice that little quick cut before so now we're back with Phydra and Gerald, and he's pouring her a drink. And Phydra asks, if you had to compromise the shield, how would you do it? And it's kind of like, but you know, like, hypothetically. And he says that the only way to do so is with a sonic disruptor. And, like, clearly Phydra is, like, trying to bait him. And so she shows him, like, a blueprint for a sonic disruptor. And he asks her who's trying to build one. And she says, I'm hoping you could answer that. And it's just like, ooh, dun, dun, dun. So we cut away. And um, (laughs) Max is referring to himself as the greatest thing to happen to the exemplar. And Sage is like, "Mm, isn't this a group performance? And (laughs) Max says, even the night sky has a brightest star. And I can't argue with logic. I can't. Um, Brooklyn wants to head over to the open market, which is in reform sector. And everyone embarks on a group trip. Uh, minus Tempo and also minus Apollo because he is still MIA. Notice Tempo is always missing from the fun stuff because he's Tempo. So we head back over to this whole Phydra and Gerald thing and um, she's telling him that a disruptor was built 13 years ago by his wife Anna and then Gerald, Gerald, Gerald talks about how when she died he went through her stuff and it's like, he's really, like, emphasizing her dying. So then Pfizer says that she tried having a family once, and it turned out that it wasn't for her. And a direct quote was that, too many things I couldn't control, too much to lose. Pfizer is just really hung up on controlling, like, everything. Like, what is up with that? She goes on to say that, um, she's given this whole, like, hypothetical speech that's kind of like, Gerald, 
I'm telling you the story of your life that you're hiding from me, but I'm saying it like hypothetically, of course. And she's like, if I had a partner that hated it here and wanted to leave and like succeeded, but had a child and then the person left behind wanted to protect their daughter at all costs, hmm, maybe they would fake the mother's death. And then like Gerald is really just sitting there like, you know, trying not to break. I don't know. Because it's like too many facts were said and Gerald had to pretend they weren't true. So we cut away and Apollo is in fact still in the archive. Like he has lost all track of time. He's really just sitting on the floor staring at this not real screen. It's just like this projection. But it's like videos of the past and like specifically like when we come in it's like um there's like a drum or something. Um, and then Tempo tells him that he was worried about him and that something might have happened to him. And then Apollo really wants to show him this drum pattern that he's always drumming, that he learned from his father, who learned from someone before him. And, like, honestly, it's like this really simple drum pattern. Like, it's just like a steady drum. But he thinks that maybe these people could be his people, like his, like, ancestors or whatever. Because he's, like, connected to this drum pattern. And, um... He's saying that the archive is answering questions I didn't even know I was asking. But Tempo is not really down with the connections and instead calls it a coincidence. And like, I don't want to agree with Tempo. Like, I'm just going to put that out there. But this drum pattern was a real basic. It could have been a coincidence, but I'm not going to agree with Tempo. So I'm going to say it's a connection and these were in fact his people. And like, Tempo is just no fun. And Apollo asks him, like, what's something he's always wanted to know about the past? And we kind of focus on his face for a minute and doesn't say anything. And then we cut over to Phaedra saying, you know I don't care about the past, right? And it's like, hmm, okay. So she's trying to figure out how this, like, all went down. And she says either someone built a new disruptor or, more likely, uh, someone used the old one to come back in to um new babel and um and then she tells gerald to let her know if someone tries to contact contact him alive or dead or whatever and it's like okay phydra i'm just so tired of you already and i don't even know how far into the episode we are so uh the group is at reform of course mine is tempo and also apollo um and they're at the market and brooklyn wants to pick some stuff up because she has a plan to spice up the exemplar uniforms And then Aaliyah says that Tempo probably won't go for it. And then Brooklyn asks her who cares what Tempo thinks. And then Aaliyah says, I do. Brooklyn's response truly took me out because she was like, that's a short list, Aaliyah. And I mean, she's not wrong. If Aaliyah's the only person that cares about what Tempo thinks, then do whatever you want to do. And then Sage like gives a reasoning behind the uniforms because Sage is very cautious And I know that I drag Tempo for being boring and all these other things. And I am not keeping up that same energy for Sweet Sage. But it's because she's Sweet Sage, I'm not going to keep the same energy. Um, But she says that the point of uniforms is that the audience will, like, judge the performances equally, you know, and not be distracted by uniforms. And I'm like, okay... No, I completely, like, understand, like, what she's saying, and that could potentially be the mindset, you know, individuality is, like, not okay here in New Babel, but then it's, like, also making me think about uniforms in, like, schools, because they're, like, 
the reason for, or one of the reasons for uniforms is to, like, even the playing field so that people aren't distracted by trying to look a certain way and can focus on, like, academics and setting themselves apart that way and, like, more creatively and instead of, like, I don't know, with the clothes that you're, like, wearing. And it's, like, I kind of get that, but, like, also at the same time, I don't know if I personally believe in uniforms, but, like, I, I also kind of don't believe in dress codes. Like, I don't, I don't really understand why we need them. Like, I don't get why I have to dress a certain way to make you believe that I can do something. I'm just as good as math, just as good as math. Maybe I'm not, maybe I need a uniform, you know, quarantine got me in just regular t-shirts and shorts every day, so. Like, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm attempting to say is I'm just as good as, I said it again, I hate myself. I'm just as good at math, whether I'm wearing sweatpants or a dress or, you know, a blazer and all this other stuff. I count just the same. I do, you know, the same equation solving that I would do no matter what I'm wearing. So I don't really get dress codes um, for the most part. Rant about uniforms over. So Leah says that like Bodhi has two sides to him or another side to him and she says that he is very respectful while they're at reform and he's just like I feel like I have to be these people are like the reason that I'm even here and I don't know if he means here as in like alive or like here as in the exemplar maybe he just means both. Sage sees Mags um over there talking to an authority member specifically authority tagger and um she asks if he's in trouble or something and then Bodhi tells him that Taggart is Mags's authority liaison and that kind of like brings like a look of questioning and they're kind of like what between like Aaliyah and Sage because they don't know anything about this and so Bodhi explains that Reformed citizens yet assign their own member of the authority that live in the community with them and like make sure they stay out of trouble and if they don't stay out of trouble they take away different privileges and the different privileges include like meal rations, um, denying requests to travel across sectors and anything else they just want to do and Aaliyah is gobsmacked that they have to request to travel you know that's that progress sector privilege coming through and so then Bodhi explains that the reason he doesn't have a liaison is because like he didn't get sent to to reform sector because of his own actions he had to go because his father got sent there and that was his parent um so basically everybody in reform sector is on parole you know so I've said reform is a hood more than once and I'm gonna keep saying it so then Apollo and Tempo are in the in the archive and they're watching just like deeply depressing videos and there's like war there's tanks rolling around there's protests and like people going up to like police lines there's like fire and destruction and like death and they're just like staring like eyes wide open and it's really i don't know they're just standing there being traumatized like i'm not gonna lie so we go back to reform and there's this like cute moment that happens at the market between bodhi and Aaliyah. um bodhi wants for whatever reason wants to get an unnecessary hood attached to a sweater um and the well i don't know it's like her job is like really like a seamstress but the woman that he's asking for this is um telling him that he should hang on to Aaliyah. 
and then they both like at the same time try to say that they're like art together and the woman's like "Mm mm-hmm but um then she goes on to say that she's glad to see that Bodie's okay and then she tells him that more times has been ghosted and uh Aaliyah is like ghosted question mark question mark question mark Bodie like explains that it's when people well like when people go missing like they get taken and then like never seen again and then Leah's like but the authority doesn't like kidnap people I don't think she said kidnap I don't know snatch abduct I think she said abduct the authority doesn't like abduct people and then um because she like believes in like the whole really rehabilitation thing she's like you commit a crime and then you get sent to reform for like rehabilitation and then Bodhi's like okay but what if you're already in reform and you commit a crime you can't get sent somewhere that you're already at we then find out that Regette has taken over more times his business um, so then we cut over to um, Brooklyn and Sage, and Brooklyn is stumbling in these heels that she had made at the market, and um, she she tells Sage, I am literally falling for you, but Sage doesn't really laugh or like, I don't know, give in to like Brooklyn's like cuteness in this moment. Um, instead, she asks like why Brooklyn is being so good to her. On some level, she feels, like, undeserving of this goodness, and she's saying that Brooklyn is so confident and funny, and then Brooklyn's like, and also beautiful, too. Don't forget beautiful. Um, to kind of lighten the moment, and that does get, like, Sage to, like, crack a smile, and then she just goes on to say that she's never met anyone like Brooklyn, and then Brooklyn tells her, same. Basically, it shouldn't say same, but she said same. Um, and then Brooklyn also said that, if she says something, she means it. And then she proceeds to walk horribly in in the heels again. Just just so wobbly, it is, my ankles hurt. Um, so we cut over and we see Regette and Bodie and Aaliyah have come into like the little business. And like Regette is just so hyped to be meeting Aaliyah. Like he is being a fanboy in this moment. And then he like, weirdly hands her like two apples <laughs> and after like the little fanning moment for Aaliyah, Regette confirms that more times has been ghosted and then this is when Bodhi finds out that the reason more even like went to authority headquarters was to help him out and so I think he's like starting to feel that on a level. So then Aaliyah gets back to the academy and Tempo's like all sad and just like I don't know, lost with no direction or whatever. Um, and he's like, we have to tell the authority about the archive. And then Aaliyah's like, whoa, whoa, chill out, chill out. She's like, the past can't hurt us. And then Tempo's like, that's not true. And then he's like, I want to go back to the boring dance with no flavor. And he's trying to get Aaliyah to like be on his side. And then Aaliyah's really not going for it. So he's like, okay, then I'm out of the performance. And she's like, you're not really going to throw away your opportunity for this. Like, those aren't the real words, but those are the words. After this, like, argument, we get, like, quick cuts of um, Brooklyn, you know, on her Project Runway status, like, cutting fabric and stuff. We got Bodie in the cave and finds, like, an Illmatic comic. I meant to look that up. I really did. And I've, I've heard of Illmatic, but I can't tell you what that is. Yes. Uh, we see Apollo, um, like, giving some tips to some other instrumentalists, instrument players. What's the word for what I want to say? People that play music 
instruments, whatever. He's giving them some, like, tips, you know, stuff he's learned in the archive. Um, we see, like, Aaliyah, Max, Bodhi, and Sage practicing their dance. We got Bodhi rapping. We got Tempo being boring. And then, um, at the end of the montage, we see Brooklyn handing everyone their updated uniforms. And now it's, you know, it's the moment of truth almost. Like, it's time for round one of the exemplar, which is this group performance that they've been preparing for. So, as we're, um, like, at the exemplar, or, like, at the exemplar stage, and we, like, see the crowd, and there's a, there's a stage, and there's a voice. I don't know who's talking, honestly. I kind of don't remember if it was a person, or if it was, um, like, a recording. Honestly, I don't remember. But, um, I found, we find out that, or I find out, (laughs) that it's the 73rd exemplar, and then, um, I noticed something. So, they're kind of, like, introducing the sectors, well, or, like, welcoming the show and, like, saying that this is, like, across all the sectors. And as it's saying that, it's giving them, like, individual sector shoutouts. And it's, like, from the Halls of Progress sector to the Gardens of Nature sector and the Heights of Industry. And then, when we get to reform, they say the streets of reform the streets the streets seriously like you people okay i keep calling reform like the hood and and in a few text messages i've definitely called it the ghetto but they're like they're not doing me any they're not doing themselves any favors here the streets of reform people are literally like the streets ain't for me like come on now the streets just just call it the hood and go so then um the woman that's introducing it who is a former exemplar winner she's like for state for a community for all you know the cult nonsense and then uh we go backstage and we see the people that we care about minus tempo and um apollo asks if anyone has seen tempo and Aaliyah like really just stood there acting like he didn't say that he was quitting basically um and she's like he wouldn't miss it and it's like girl he literally told you he wasn't doing this but okay just you know stay optimistic um so then watts walks in and he tells the group that they'll be forced to forfeit if tempo doesn't show up but then just in the nick of time tempo pops up and it's like all right you ready to do this and it's like blah so they do the performance and like it was like really good um they they had these cloaks there was like an outfit change they like took the cloaks off they revealed the 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 uniform changes they were singing dancing rapping but then oh but then Bodhi literally is like even without crimes you can be a ghost like more times and it's like you keep shooting shots at the government you know they hate that um and and the crowd's like going wild everyone's really you know having a time enjoying it except for some people and so watts after the performance he calls it lewd inartistic rot and i'm like are you serious like he he's so uptight he's just what sucks like why are you this way like why are you so pressed to be so mean about everything like calm down like what you scared of so then he's like have you no respect and then he says that they perverted a classic and told them that they were about to be eliminated like okay you're just mad because you have no talent it's okay 
not everyone is meant to be talented like this. Um, so then we cut over to, like, Phydra crying at headquarters because she's saying that Bodhi made them out to be villains. And then the Chancellor's like, Phydra, calm down. And then it's like, Phydra's like, we, we need to make an example out of them. And I'm just like, why does everybody want to make examples out of everybody? Why are you all so mad? Phydra, Watts, that's the end of the list, but they always want to make an example out of somebody. And then the Chancellor tells Phydra that the public, like, disagrees with what she's saying and then when we see the results of um, this round, obviously the group moves on and they were in first place because obviously their performance was the best one. The other ones were whack. And then the, the other group that moved on in the competition like went over to congratulate them and told them that their performance was amazing and that their outfits were great. And then they also asked if they would teach them this like new style because they really want to learn. So we're back over at headquarters and Phydra just sucks. Like she wanted to interrogate everybody, but the chancellor shut that down um, because basically she's tired of hearing Phydra's mouth and so am I. Um, but now Phydra's in here bringing up their outfits and they're like, these were obviously altered and she wants to do some investigations. And then that one guy in the tribunal that like gave her the files illegally last time is like agreeing with her and is like, yeah, investigation. It's like, do you have your own thoughts? Are you your own person? What does Phydra have over you? Because no one in their right mind likes Phydra or supports Phydra because she sucks. And then the the nature lady is like not on board with the investigation because she's like this is a waste of time but then phydra um asks like gerald what does he think or maybe the chancellor asked gerald what he thought but phydra's like giving gerald the eyes like go against me and i will ruin you so of course gerald has to fold and say yeah investigation let's do it so then the chancellor approves this stupid investigation and then she asks Phydra about the, um, like the breach in the shield. And Phydra's like, uh, I'm not ready to disclose that information yet, you know? Uh, I'm, I need a little more time. So uh, we head over to Snoop's cave and now everyone is in there. Just everybody. It's no secret. Like, all the rest, like all the remaining exemplar candidates are in there having a good old time. Like they are dancing, Bodhi is rapping, Megan the Stallion's playing. Brooklyn might be having a little bit too much fun for Sage's liking because she's dancing with um, Sierra, another candidate, and Sage is jealous. And, you know, Sage is probably jealous because that first night at the party, it was Sage and Brooklyn dancing, and now it's Brooklyn and Sierra. Who's Sierra? Um, and then Max is just trying to reassure her that it's just dancing and that it, it's nothing. So then Halea walks over to Tempo, who is just, like, standing on the sidelines, like, brooding, and she's trying to lighten the mood and see if, like, they're still good as friends. And he's like, no, we're not good. And then he yells at her. And I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. But he like yells at her and it's like, why won't you just listen to me? And then Aaliyah's like, just because you don't like it doesn't make it dangerous. And then she tells him that he can be selfish sometimes. And then he's like, our whole lives, I followed you at every single turn. And the one time I'm asking you to trust me, well, I won't make that mistake again. And then, you know, he like storms off. And, you know, probably, like, goes back to his room at the academy because, you know, he didn't have any other friends. They're all in the, in the cave. And that is how the episode ends. With Megan the Stallion still rapping, Tempo's mad, Aaliyah 
I don't really know if she feels bad or not, honestly. Um, I don't. But truly, she shouldn't. I mean, no, she shouldn't because I don't agree with Tempo and I don't really care what he has to say. <laughs> but, like, maybe as his friend who really cares about his opinion, she can maybe feel a little bit bad for not being a little more sensitive to his concerns even though I think that her points are very valid about like even though he doesn't like it it doesn't make it dangerous but he's like this is dangerous war and crimes and destruction was set out because of being different doing your own thing I don't know who cares but yeah that wraps up the episode and tempo just is tempo and just so against everything new and different and going against tradition like he just wants things to say the same way that they are because like tempo he's just got this if you know you know people with that like small town mentality that's tempo it's like i don't like change I mean, I kind of don't like change, but I'm not tempo. Let's get one thing, one thing straight. He's just comfortable. He lives a comfortable life. He lives in progress sector. The world is his oyster. He's in the exemplar. And now these people are like challenging his worldview and it's making him uncomfortable. And so he hates it. You know, we all know people like that, right? Yeah, it's not just me. And so I don't know, like, I get to this point where I've wrapped the thing up and I've got nothing profound to say, <laughs> but there's something that I do want to say. I just got to figure it out, you know? So basically we got Gerald just on the, on the verge of being a puppet because Phydra is like holding some information over him. And I, I, you know, Phydra must just have blackmail on, on Gerald at this point and that other dude who has no opinions of his own. I do not know his name. I do not know what sector he's in charge of, nor do I care, honestly, because, like, he's really adding no flavor to the meal, so I don't really need him. But I love the ne ne nectar. Why do I want to call nature sector nectar so bad? Maybe I should just call it nectar. So we head over to nectar. Oh, it's got to get a ring to it. But the nature sector um, tribunal woman, I love her. Uh, you know, she's the only one with any sense on the tribunal. You know, she's like, these investigations are frivolous and a waste of time. Let's focus on something else. Um, the chancellor lady's hair still has a bump in it. I really feel like it gets taller and taller every time I see her. I don't know if she has a name other than chancellor. I don't necessarily care either. Mentor chapter. We love him. <laughs> um, like, as much as you can, like, love a mentor because he's only, he's still, like, rooting for them to succeed. He wants them to, you know, he's letting them spice it up. Mentor Watt is just bitter um, and has no love in his life, I've decided. Uh, Phydra sucks. I don't know what else to say about that. Like, she's just so, she just wants control so badly, like, in every aspect of her life. And if she can't control the aspect, it must be eliminated. Like, what do you mean you try to have a family? How do you try? Um, <laughs> that Aaliyah and Bodhi moment was cute. It was also, like, it was kind of cute that Sage was, like, jealous of Sierra and Brooklyn, you know, just, like, a little bit, um, you know, teen angst. But it's also kind of, like, sad that Sage just feels so small, um, or so, like, I don't know, like, undeserving of things, because, like, I don't know, it's like, she doesn't want to make waves or, like, take up space, and, like, that's sad, and, I don't know, it's kind of, like, nice that Brooklyn is almost, like, the opposite, like, she is 
taking the space, doing the thing, and just like full speed ahead, like all in, just confident in all of the things. That's an interesting contrast. Um, like Brooklyn's, you know, way up at like a 10. Nah, Brooklyn's at like a 15. Sage is at like a negative two. We should even it out at a seven. I don't think that that math was correct. It was so close to being the average between the two. My math brain. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I enjoy this episode. I enjoy them like rehearsing for this performance. I enjoy the performance. I like like the team building aspect of it. I like how much everyone in this thing supports one another minus tempo. Um, I like that they. Well, I kind of like that they let everyone else in on the uh, on the archive. Um, because like it just shows how not malicious this like competition is because they're not keeping this thing that's hiding their performances a secret. They're they're sharing it because they think that people deserve to know this and I just think that that's something so um good, like good natured. Uh I don't know. Like I just like how supportive and truly good natured is not not the word I want to use. I like how supportive and like what's another word for supportive no no no, that's not what I mean (laughs) what's that word the word for when it's like this was a very good thing to do moral Mm -mm, that's not it Mm -mm. so it's like in earnest it's so earnest is that the word okay so I don't know the word yeah I literally I don't know um truly I just like the good natured aspect of it just going in with like pure intentions not malicious it's just it's refreshing and it's just fun to enjoy especially at a time like this where nothing makes sense which I say almost every day because nothing makes any sense anymore time is uh, nothing what are days every day basically feels the same at this point because there's almost no difference between the days except some days I might have a meeting and some days I don't but every day I'm sitting on my floor in my living room so what's the real difference here okay I'm rambling so now I'm gonna do a thing where I like wrap it up and talk about a thing that I'm enjoying um and this time it's kind of a couple things um my birthday was not that long ago and I decided to um, choose one episode from 25 different television shows that I like and then just like watch them in honor of my birthday because it's quarantine. I had nothing else to do um, and I love giving myself tasks that mean nothing. Um, but I enjoyed doing that. I enjoyed reliving some TV moments that I enjoyed and haven't seen in a while. I turned that like journey into a blog post where I went through each episode and gave some notes and why I love it. So that's available on the blog if you want to see it. Um, but the other thing that I was enjoying was I was recently um, coming up with an assignment for one of my classes and um, I was trying to pick a show for, for them to watch and I ended up choosing Dairy Girls, which is a show that I'd already seen on Netflix and I remember like I enjoyed it, but I, I rewatched it so that I could come up with some like reflection questions. And as I was rewatching that like first episode of Dairy Girls, it's hilarious. Um, it it's just good um there are two seasons they're not that long the episodes are like less than 30 minutes part of me thinks that there's only like six or so episodes in the season and it's just honestly like a delight it's this show about um these group of people 
mostly girls but then there's like one guy who's like the cousin of one of the girls and they live in like Derry which is in Ireland and um they go to like Catholic school and it's set in the 90s and they are like some um history is like not my jam but there are some like definitely historical like things happening like in the first episode like a bridge is being like bombed um but then there's like some other like stuff going on in Ireland at this time and it's really just showcasing like the lives of these like kids in high school and it's so funny I don't know it's good it's like fun it's short I'm saying it's fun even though there are all these horrible circumstances happening around them which oh is this a commentary because there's some horrible things happening like right now but if you like separate yourself from like everything that's like going terribly wrong there can still be some good moments and some good humorous things that occur like in your own personal life throughout this time like even if some things are like real bad some things are probably good because there's got to be both in order for there to be balance you can't have one without the other that's just how everything works, you know? Without opposites, then what it, what is there? Because, I mean, like, if there is no light, then will we know what dark is? If we have no cold, can we say something is hot? No, the thing would just be the thing. So, you get what I'm saying. I need to just stop before it just gets out of hand right now. Okay, um, how do I end this? Ooh, okay. If you would like, you can, uh, look at my, my blog, uh, it's at com. S-P-I-L-L-I-N-T-V.com. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. I don't talk about anything. Um, I'm not that funny either, but I sometimes I live tweet TV shows. Um, so I don't know. It's fun. Spillin underscore TV on Twitter. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at Tylerpedia. T-Y-L-E-R-R-P-E-D-I-A-A. Uh, you know, make good choices. Yeah, I think that's how I end it.